Welcome to this podcast. During this last part of our three-part series on developing a complete Facebook marketing strategy, we will discuss a posting strategy for your practice, and I will provide you with tips to set yourself up for ongoing success. Now, this is the part you've been waiting for. What do I actually post on Facebook? First and foremost, I recommend that practices post three to five times a week on Facebook. But I want you to find something that's realistic for you and your practice. If you're just getting started with Facebook for the very first time, or maybe you've been on Facebook for a while, but this is the first time you are actually going to be using a strategy, then I recommend posting one to two times a week. And the reason for that is, is because I want you to spend time focusing on developing the content in the ways I'm about to teach you. I think it's unrealistic if I were to tell you that this is your first time on Facebook or your first time using a strategy, and you should post five times a week. I want you to find something that you're comfortable with. And always remember, just as I'd mentioned earlier in this series, that engagement is important and the quality of what you post is always important as well. So, again, if you're just getting started, one to two postings a week is sufficient. If you're a practice and you feel very comfortable on Facebook and posting content, I'm going to recommend three to five postings per week or try slightly increasing what it is that you're doing now. There are three different types of postings that I recommend you share on Facebook. Case examples educational articles and videos, and clinic-specific content. So I'm going to go into some examples of what those different types of content look like. When it comes to a case study, first and foremost, yes, if you're going to create a case study with a patient, you should always get the client on board with sharing that case study online. You should have the client sign a release if you're going to share that case study. But there are three elements that go into an effective case study. In short, what is this case study about? How did you help the pet owner as it relates to this specific issue? And number three, socialize or have some sort of call to action. I'm going to read to you an example of a case study that you can share from an actual practice. The case study starts off by saying, Bentley is staying comfortable and getting lots of love from our staff while here undergoing treatment for heartworms. He was diagnosed this past summer, and after today, he'll be done with his treatment. It's been a long road to recovery for this guy, and we're so happy to see his journey with this horrible disease come to an end. Now, the fact here, or what the case study is about, is this next sentence. Heartworm disease is a serious and potentially fatal disease for both dogs and cats that is very prevalent in our area. Prevention is key. And then the socialization or call to action comes into play when the practice says, for more information on heartworm disease or heartworm prevention, give us a call. Now, these type of case studies go a long way in terms of driving your recommendations home. People are more likely to remember something, a recommendation in particular, when it's woven into a narrative or a real-life example. So this is a great way to drive home the importance of heartworm and flea prevention instead of sharing a post that says, 
did you know that one in 74 pets at some point will be diagnosed with heartworm disease? Make sure your pet's on heartworm prevention. That type of posting is going to fail to engage people. Whereas the example that I shared from you from a real-life practice, well, that's going to go much further. And they have an image of Bentley accompanied with that posting. This helps build trust from your existing clients, yet more importantly, people who are following you on Facebook that don't know who you are. So I do recommend sharing a case example one or two times per week following those three elements that I've just reviewed. The next type of posting that I recommend sharing is perhaps one of the most important types of postings, and that's what I call clinic-specific posting. They're simply postings of things that are going on in the clinic behind the scenes. Little examples of patients that are coming in for visits, or little things that are going on behind the scenes with a staff member, whether it be a, a birthday that they're having, or they're being promoted They've just been announced as the new certified veterinary technician for your practice. Little things within the clinic that are going on behind the scenes are important. Your clients are following you on Facebook for two reasons. They want to learn how to better care for their pet, and they want to see what's going on behind the scenes in the practice. And the third type of posting is shared educational articles. Now, I only want you to share this once a week or once every other week, but do so sparingly because too many educational articles can be seen as boring. But when you share an educational article, what I do find works well in terms of getting people to actually read the article is when you endorse the article, meaning that you should start off any article that you share with a simple statement that says, at our practice, we highly encourage you to follow their directions on this article. And, of course, you're going to elaborate about what the article is actually about. But I find that when you have an endorsement like that, that more clients are apt to read the article than just sharing an article without an endorsement alone. So again, those are some examples on postings that you can share on your Facebook page. Again, three to five postings per week. If you're just getting started, one to two is sufficient. And I can't stress this enough, focus on quality and not quantity. I want you to consider using a social media calendar to keep your efforts organized. The benefits of a social media calendar allow you to ensure that you're informing your team about what's going to be talked about in advance. It gives you the opportunity to gather resources, prepare a posting, and most importantly, ensure consistency. There is an additional resource titled How to Implement a Social Media Calendar that can be found in the description of this podcast. And last but not least, Facebook does allow you the opportunity to schedule postings to go out on any given day and time. And this is also seen as autopilot, meaning that if you're going to develop a week's worth of postings in advance and you want to schedule them to go out in Facebook, it's important that you learn how to fly the plane before you put it on autopilot, right? So it is important that you post content yourself first once you get comfortable with it, then you can go ahead and schedule those postings to go out in advance on a particular date and time of your choice. But just remember that if you're going to have postings go out on an automated basis, that you still need to log in one or two times a day to ensure that you address any questions or concerns that come from clients. Hey, now you're a Facebook champion, so go on. 
be social, say hi to your pet owners. Oh, and thanks for listening into this podcast series on how to develop a Facebook marketing strategy for your practice.